3: Thank you for tuning into the Sports Ethos Nets Podcast. This is your host Cody Mallory on Twitter at Real Cody Mallory. Once again, joined by my two co-hosts, Anthony Ditmar, that is at Anthony Ditmar underscore on Twitter, and Joe Farrow, that is at Swamp
0: Dragon Stan on Twitter. What is going on, guys? What's good? The Nets, uh, the Nets are looking good the last few days. How about that? Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a nice. Uh turn of events honestly we're not we're not really used to that this year even though we should be but you know it's
3: fun all
2: I gotta say is 39
3: games without Kyrie Irving 31 games without Joe Harris nine games without Kevin Durant decimated by COVID for about two and a half weeks and our Brooklyn Nets are still in first place in the Eastern Conference so imagine that's all I gotta say Adversity, adversity, adversity. And Steve Nash keeps coaching these guys to wins. Put some respect on his name now.
0: He, he needs to be fired. Like, what the hell? Yeah, him. To the Fire him. <laughs>
2: him right now.
0: <laughs> Make <laughs> the yeah. split with the head coach.
2: <laughs> I just want to tell you guys. Uh, David, David Vanterpool needs to be the head coach. He showed some bro. Growth.
0: Yes. Jason can, Jason can walk so he can fly.
3: <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> Forget David Vanderpool as the coach, man. That guy needs a 10-day. He's got those quick hands. Yeah.
0: He's probably yeah, better he than Javon Carter, too.
3: Oh, man. The but I was seeing in my mentions, like, oh, the Nets are never going to win a championship with Steve Nash. The Nets are going to miss the playoffs. This was, like, a week ago. And boom, back and first. So, clearly, people on Twitter don't know what the hell they're talking about, but that should come as no surprise to everyone. <laughs> Especially this Anthony Dittmar guy. He said his favorite role player was Mirza Toledovic. Bro, what? Mirza? Oh, can I
0: defend Explain myself? Explain
3: yourself. I'd like to hear some explaining, please. All right. Yeah. So,
0: so the... The Brooklyn Nets, obviously, when they first came to Brooklyn, they wanted to make some big splashes. They made the Paul Pierce trade, they made the Joe Johnson trade, they made the Darren Williams trade while they were still in Jersey. But they had like some, they had some a big team. But I felt like that team, Mirza Sladevich was the unsung hero. I loved his three point shooting. I, I thought in today's NBA he'd be more effective. I still believe in Andrea Bargani, if he was in today's NBA, it would be a good one. Oh, player. Jesus. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just have saying.
3: have this podcast now. Like, we can't, we can't air and this I'm out. not saying
0: I like Bargani. I'm just saying he'd be better in today's NBA versus the old NBA. that uh, Mitch was a good role player. I loved his three-point shooting. I loved how he stood up to LeBron in that playoff <laughs> series. He kind of tried fighting him. In that one game, the Nets won in that second round. I felt that he was, like, one of the main reasons why, when they had, like, 18 threes in Brooklyn during Game 3. And at that point, I thought there was a chance, not that it was a realistic chance, but a chance that the Nets were going to win that series and knock out LeBron the Heat. I obviously was wrong as the Nets lost in fact. <laughs> <laughs> but that that one game, I enjoyed myself. We did sweep them that regular season, though. That's, I, will say, I will take that to the grave, because that's the reason why I thought we'd win. Just Anthony, saying. I got one thing to say real quick. If you put Andrea Bagnani on the Nets today, He'd be
3: making Lamarcus Aldridge look like Nick Claxton out there. That's all I can say. He was a good three point one shooter.
0: Like, I just,
3: oh, no. A... I'm just talking about it on defense, man.
0: Imagine oh, him getting oh, switched wow. out on a yeah. point
3: guard. That's, that'd
0: be ugly. <laughs> yeah, he was a terrible defender. I remember he airballed that dunk, too, on the Knicks. That was really good. Yeah, bro. <laughs> he, he definitely. Wasn't he a net for a very short time? I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah,
3: yeah he it was, was not long. It was long. I think it was literally in
0: the next, like, a month. Maybe even shorter than Paul Millsap, but we'll get into that. <laughs> that was well. Come on, man,
3: Joe, your favorite role player. I mean, there's only one answer, but I want to see what Joe says. There's only one answer in my mind that everyone should have, but Joe, you could go there, first.
2: There's so many, but under Anthony's tweet, I just wanted to show some love to AK47. So <laughs> that out there, I loved that. I loved AK47 when he was in net. But even though he barely played, I'll take it to the graves, Theo Pinson. Oh, man.
3: That well, someone not... got mad
0: he said he was a cheerleader. And he wasn't a role player. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. But he was, he was energy. Uh, and uh, I'll always have love for Theo Pinson. This isn't even a serious answer because I can't even really narrow it down right now. But That's That's Theo fair. Pinson, I'll, I'll take to the grave. But if we're talking, you said ex-Nets, right, Anthony?
0: Yeah, I wasn't talking about current players.
2: Screw it, Jeff Green. I miss Uncle Jeff.
0: I love Jeff Green.
2: I, I could vibe with that
3: one
0: much better than
3: Andrea Varnani,
0: but <laughs> <laughs> Bro, someone said Kyrie Irving. I was like, bro, stop. <laughs> I was
1: like, Come on. that's
3: hilarious. Um, so my answer. I feel like the Nets. They never have a dominant big man. It's always a role player. So I could throw out Andre uh Blatch, Andre Blatch, I could throw out Reggie Evans and Ed Davis, they were both beasts on the boards. So, final answer, uh, Anthony
2: Bennett, right?
0: <laughs> no, I think he's no, a I, million.
2: <laughs> I,
3: have, yo, I was a huge yee guy, I'm gonna be honest.
0: <laughs> he was <the> so <laughs> fucking bad, I'm sorry.
3: Bro, I was a huge, I thought he was the future, but we don't have to go there. <laughs> Um, so Marshawn Brooks was probably my most hyped player I've ever had on the mess. I thought he was going to be the next Kobe Bryant, the great Kobe Bryant, which obviously that was dumb. No one's ever going to be Kobe Bryant. <laughs> but the only answer is Jared Dudley, guys. Come on now. Are you yeah. kidding me? True, Duds. How can you say anyone besides Duds? He was a leader. He played like three minutes a game, but they were a big <laughs> three minutes a game. He tried
2: hey, to hey, fight start, people in the playoffs. Stretch, he had that stretch where he started like maybe like eight games in a row. When yeah, that was, <laughs> a, that was dark. That yeah, was dark. He was he was killing it for a little bit. He was knocking what? down. The ball.
3: I will I will never forget that playoff series against the Philadelphia 76ers. And that just instantly makes Jared Dudley a Brooklyn Nets legend. But I want him on the coaching staff. He needs to be I, on the sidelines.
0: I'm convinced the, that Durant came here because of that. I'm convinced. Yeah. Like I'm convinced, that we got everyone. That's, to
2: and that's when we broke. That's when Ben Simmons broke. That's
3: yeah. That man not only put a curse on Philly, he broke Ben Simmons like that. That man's never been the same. And who knows if he ever will be? Is he ever going to play again? Where is he yeah. going to get traded? If he gets traded, is he going to play? Like there's uh, I want to dive
2: into. I want to dive into that. Because there was an offer, it was reported. I believe NBA Central had posted it this week. They said that Philly was offered. I believe it was. It was like a mix of uh, Tyrese Halliburton, um, and it was like two other guys. I'm gonna have to find it. You guys can keep going if you want to comment on it. But
1: know,
0: think-
2: it, it was like an offer. I was like, why wouldn't you take it?
0: I think Daryl Morey's leaking all the shit just to like boost up his trade value, in my personal opinion. I don't know if you saw him on that radio, the radio show. He was like, (laughs) I would take a lot of offers from Sacramento. I think that and the Harden news is all Daryl Morey pumping stuff into the media because he knows he has to get the ball rolling because... Hold
3: on. Real quick about about that Daryl Morey. Did you guys see he got played by ball Sack Sports. <laughs> That's
1: all right. <nice. laughs>
3: yeah. It was like, I don't think you should be trusting no reports from this Ballsack Sports. I was like, oh, my God,
2: bro. <laughs> no, not not <laughs> another one. <laughs> yeah, they're awful. But uh, so I found the offer. There was one from the Kings that was put out there, but it wasn't as good as this one. It was Ben Simmons to the Detroit Pistons for Jeremy Grant, Sadiq Bay, Kelly Olynyk, and a first-round pick. Uh, if
3: that was actually on the table and I didn't take it, then every single person in the front office for Philly should be fired right this second. <laughs>
2: that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. And then I'm thinking they are also showing a willingness to get rid of Tobias Harris. If you're able to get Tobias Harris and use that first-round pick in a deal to flip for, like, CJ, let's just say C.J. McCollum because he's available, um, you could then run your lineup of Tyrese Maxey, C.J. McCollum, Sadiq Bay, Jeremy Grant, and Joel Embiid. Yeah, 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 whoa, 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 Joe. Let's not talk this and do this. I don't
3: like the sound of that. I don't <laughs> like
0: that. I'm just saying, Joel Embiid. No, but listen, like, like
2: that. It just makes so much sense for them as opposed oh. to running right now. Tyrese Maxey, Seth, uh, Seth Curry, uh, Danny Green, or Matisse Thybulle, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid. Like that team would be so much better. Daryl Morey, hire me. I will fix your team. <laughs> Bro,
3: like, saying, are you are yeah. you are you low key a Sixers fan,
2: Joe? Is that what
1: I'm getting out of this? You <laughs> Not at this all. Anthony? That's just like seeing something Yo, like that and seeing
2: up. such an seeing such an easy trigger to pull. <laughs> it's like it It makes me annoyed.
3: <laughs> I, I'm a. I see all these Nets like beat reporters being accused of Knicks fans. I think Nets uh, Twitter has got to go after Joe. I mean, he's a Philly it's fan.
0: A <laughs>
2: I, I, I str- as good as Joel Embiid is, I still strongly dislike him because.
0: Yeah, know. I agree. No, Dude, he's so good though. I can't, I can't even. He's, he's so good. So good. Ever yeah, since ever have-
2: since he came down with that bionic elbow on Jared Allen, <laughs> it was like. Luckily, he had a lot of padding there to protect it, but you know. Ever yeah, since, gotta that, put- always been fuck Joel Embiid over here.
3: Gotta put a lot of respect on Joel and name as a basketball player, strictly a basketball player, because that man's been absolutely balling. Uh, one of That's those Twitter 24. accounts, Boop Central or something, they just posted like his last 15 games and it's absurd. It's like 50 points, 47, 36, 38, like 40. It's like every game he's just been going off and looking like looking like a Keith Randall stat line.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. But um So we kind of were a little under, I believe, three weeks away from the trade deadline now. It's like February 10th, I believe. It's that Thursday, February. Yeah, February Um, 10th. February 10th, yeah. And we kind of got some news on the Nets from Shams um, about Paul Millsap, kind of how the Nets were going to part ways with him. There was no detail on how. I personally highly doubt he gets traded. I don't think anyone will trade for him. He hasn't played in what feels like four years. Um, But Paul Millsap posted on Twitter, like, with, like, thanks for the motivation or something. So I don't know if he's kind of, like, attacking the Nets for not playing him and telling him he can't be part of the rotation or I'm not sure. But Paul Millsap, regardless, is on the way out. Um, You can kind of tell in his press conferences in as early as November that he wasn't very happy with his role, which, to be fair, he's was a former All-Star that now isn't playing. So, like, he's out of his prime, obviously. But even in his limited minutes with the Mets, he was decent. Like, he had some moments where he was like, oh, God, get him out of the game. But he's not horrible. He's not washed by any means. He can still contribute 15 minutes to the team. Um But with that roster spot, I really think that Kessler Edwards has to get converted to a standard deal. Uh, You guys can disagree with me if you want, but the way he's been playing, he's been starting the last six games, and Nets are four and two in those six. He's been knocking down threes at a pretty good clip, um, guarding the opposition's best player. He kind of tormented Brandon Ingram when he played Pelicans. He guarded DeRozan. DeRozan had a poor game when the Nets blew out the Bulls. So he's kind of doing a little bit of everything, grabbing some rebounds, blocking some shots, some steals, knocking down open jump shots, and he really, really needs to get that spot, in my opinion. What are you guys' thoughts on it?
0: Um, I think on the Millsap spot, I think just to touch on that a little bit, I think the Nets didn't really get, didn't really give him a chance. I was excited when we signed him because I thought – Paul Mills had rumors to Brooklyn were going on for, like, five years at this point. So when I found him, I was, like, kind of hyped. I was, like, oh, shit. Like we have Blake Griffin. We have Lamar Aldridge. Like, this is going to be fun. I get why, like, he didn't get the playing time he got. But I also thought there was a chance he could place him back up five minutes, like, with a spacing. But he's a little bit of a cook product. I'm sorry. He just can't play defense anymore. He was getting destroyed by some of these younger guys. So I get why. I don't know who would want him. I'm cool with switching back with Jeff Green with Denver and being, like, we'll just switch yeah. back guys. Joe said something like Carter and Millsap works for uh, Jeff Green so I'm cool with that. Denver wants to do that like hit my line but in my opinion I think yeah Castle Edwards deserves a spot I don't think the Nets should rush to do it though. I think the Nets to try to test the waters getting someone first and then wait until the playoffs and you cut Javon Carter and then give him a deal. That's what I would do.
2: (laughs) I think I would have I don't know how the rules work exactly but you probably have to have his spot converted by a certain date for the playoffs
1: I'm gonna search um,
2: but uh yeah i that would be like a dream scenario if we could get somehow get rid of javon carter and end up with jeff green that would be very great um but yeah i i think it, it was just bound to happen because he wasn't getting a role it felt like every three days he was missing a game for a personal reason And it was just like he, at this point, he, it was pretty clear that he didn't want to be here anymore. He just wants to contribute more. Maybe he would like to go back to Denver. That would, that would be great for both sides, I think, if you could work out a deal that includes Jeff Green. Um, I'm obviously, I love Jeff Green very much. So I might be thinking a bit realistic here, but if you, if you throw in a second round pick with, uh, with Mel Sap Carter. That's an expiring deal in Millsap after this year. You clear up some cap room again, um, even though it's only a little bit. it's But, you know, uh, yeah, like I said, it was bound to happen. But I I hope we yeah. could at the end of the day get something for him. And with that roster spot, we would clear two roster spots by taking Millsap and Carter and you flip <laughs> that into Jeff Green. Then you get Jeff Green and you could put Kessler Edwards on a regular contract, which would be like, one of the biggest wins I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. I'd still want Dayron Sharp in the playoffs right now. The way he's playing, I'm just saying.
2: Is he not? He, he is he's on a, he a two-way no? Duke, Duke and Kessler are the two-ways,
0: I think. Oh, my bad. I thought De'Ron was on a two-way, too.
2: No, I believe yeah. De'Ron's on a regular deal.
0: I knew Cam wasn't. I just didn't know about De'Ron. I believe, I
2: believe De'Ron's on a regular deal, and it's two-way.
3: Um, one thing I want to say about Joe, uh, the Nets could really have valuable second-round picks if when they traded them, they told the other team that Sean Marks was going to make the pick for them. That's as good as a first, so, like, they're more valuable. But, unfortunately, the Nets can't do that.
0: Yeah, but to, to give five seconds for DeAndre Jordan to get off this team.
3: <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's five Kessler-Edwards. and Nets had to dump. just how bad DJ was.
0: <laughs> hey, worse. are <laughs> me off.
2: Fizzed me off, but worth it. It definitely was.
0: <laughs> it was worth it, but I would just cut him instead of doing that. But Yeah,
2: save, you saved a lot of money by
0: doing that. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy Joe Desai saved so much money. He needs it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's over here recruiting uh, Brianna Stewart to come over to the New York Liberty. He needs that money.
0: I think, he, I think he'll be just fine with that extra $10 million. <laughs> <laughs> My
3: man Joe Tsai is just creating dynasties in New York. All over the place.
2: Let's let's talk about that for a second because he is an absolute madman. Like, (laughs) he goes out, he signs Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Later, a year and a half later, he trades for James Harden. He goes nuts on the buyout market, getting, like, what was it, like over 40 combined all-star appearances on one team last year. And that number went up this year when he got Millsap and brought back LaMarcus. But, like. And now he's he already has three double digit scores on the New York Liberty, and now he's gonna sign one of the best players in the history of the league. Like, the well, it's not, a, it's obviously not a done deal, but she, right. she met with them yesterday, and her odds to sign with the New York Liberty skyrocketed from 40 to 1 to 22 to 1 yesterday after the meeting.
0: I saw some oh. slander of Joe Tessai on the sl- on the timeline a few days ago because. Um, people were saying that he's cheaper on the margins. I don't know what you guys think about that, but there is yeah. there's some deals that like I felt like we could have done to like keep this team a little better. Like I'm not saying he's a bad owner because he's definitely a good owner. But those that Spencer Dinwiddie deal and we could have got KCP, Kuzma, or Harrell. That's my opinion. I think we should have took one of those guys. See? Yeah,
3: my my thought, yeah, I agree, but like, I'm not about to call anyone cheap that's paying over a hundred million dollars in taxes just to have this roster.
0: So, like, yeah. I agree, yeah. I agree. I'm not saying like it's cheap, but like, yeah, you're gonna right. make a championship team. I think you go all in at least once, like Golden State yeah.
2: did. Yeah, S- I want that. Man, Josiah. I want Josiah to go buy the New York Giants. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: buy the Jets <laughs> too? Please. No, no,
2: no, the Jets could stay in uh, and <laughs> need- pull. Josiah running the Giants would be absolutely nuts. They would be trading for every big-name star. If we if we get Josiah to buy the New York Giants, Aaron Rodgers is a New York Giant tomorrow.
0: Well, Kenny Galloway <laughs> had a great year for you guys. Yeah, yeah I mean, get out of here, Anthony. <laughs> our,
2: our left tackle had more touchdowns than our first-round pick wide receiver and $70 million wide.
0: Yeah, dude. Zero touchdowns from Tony and Goward. <laughs>
3: <Yep>. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, I was pretty much done with the Giants this year. I kind of forgot they were in the team, and you really had to bring this back up. Like, not cool. <laughs> I'm happy but, um, with
2: the i hire. higher. That's all I got to say. I'm happy with it.
3: Yeah, bye-bye with it. And one more thing on Joe's side. He's been posting his son's uh, high school basketball clips, and that kid's a bucket. I don't know if you've seen him, but he can shoot. He can shoot the lights out of the dependent. ball it's on his Twitter. Yeah, right, you don't attend that. We need some offense on this team. Just kidding. We have Kyrie Irving. But
2: don't you dare
3: bring any nepotism onto this program.
1: Okay?
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> so I got some De'Ron Sharp stats that we kind of back up what we've been saying about how good he's been playing. So this comes from Alex Sturm of Next Daily. He tweeted out yesterday, when Dayron Sharp is on the floor, Brooklyn's offensive read up, rebounding percentage increases by 11, and which is the 100th percentile <laughs> for his position. In addition to that, um, Dayron Sharp is averaging this one's for me. Dayron Sharp is averaging 14.34 rebounds per 36 minutes, which is eighth in the entire NBA. That is ahead of players such as Steven Adams, who is known to just be an animal on the boards. Jarrett Allen, who obviously left the Nets, Dwight Howard, and Joel Embiid. So that's – he's ahead of those players. <laughs> so, like, that's pretty good company. And if he could just clean up his fouls, which last game he only had one, which is a good start, and they kind of gave rid of those rookie mistakes, he's going to be an absolute force for the Nets
0: for several years to come. He is a solid player. I did not expect him to be, like, this good coming out of the gate. I think he's better out of the yeah. gate than Jared Allen was. I agree. Like, yeah
1: beginning
2: i agree so he shows he's definitely already shown more finishing poise than yeah. than jared, as at that age and um jared also was uh, a lot a lot thinner when he got to the league than dayron was so he wasn't really be- able to compete as well as he would have liked to grab contested rebounds but dayron's already right there so it's really yeah. cool see rock contributing right away
0: it's just cleaning up the fouls, in my opinion. Like, playing yeah. a little cleaner game. Like, he gets, like, three fouls every time he's in the game, I feel like, in the first half. My, my favorite
3: thing on that was Marcus Aldridge in the press conference. I don't know if you guys saw it. <laughs> and he was, the reporter, I don't know which one it was, asked Aldridge about Dayron's foul problems. <clears throat> and he was like, oh, like, as the mentor or whatever, have you tried to talk to him about it or help him? And he was like... First of all, I was never that bad. That's what La said. (laughs) And he was like, but no, it's just getting used to the transition from college to the pros. Like you can't use your chest as much, et cetera. So Aldridge gave a very in-depth analysis. I don't fully remember, but the Nets are aware of it. Obviously, Dayron has to be aware of it. So once he figures that out, I knew coming in that he was an absolute animal on the boards. I did not know how good he was at finishing. However...
0: Yeah, he, he, he's really good. I think him and Claxton as, like, a combo, like, bring Claxton in for defensive matchups and use Sharp for rebounds. I think that's a really good, like, center rotation, plus Aldridge for scoring.
1: I was going like, to say.
0: Dangerous. The three,
3: they, like, complement them with each other so well. You have Dayron that's, like, a typical, very physical big that I can bang around with. Embiid. I'm not saying he can guard Embiid. No one can guard Embiid, but the Nets really never had that bigger body before. Then you got Claxton when you're playing a team with an elite point guard that can switch out and somewhat contain them. And then bringing Aldridge off the bench to score you 16 points in 20 minutes on 8 of 10 shooting, and you have a pretty good center rotation, which the Nets really haven't had. They had Jarrett Allen, but behind that they pretty much had no one, so... Definitely a big improvement
0: for the Mets in that aspect, I believe. Yeah, I think it, people were like rushing to trade Klaxon because of Sharp. I was like, why can't they both coexist? To like, like Klaxon is great for switches and, like, like playing some guards and, like, just defensive purposes. Like, I think it's a really good center rotation. And, like, the only what reason I'd trade Nick Klaxon is if we get a serious upgrade. I'm not just trading him for the sake of trading him.
1: What about Yusuf
2: Nurkic? I
0: don't – I personally don't like Nurkic that much, but – I don't think you can make the money work there either. Uh,
2: I saw it was uh, – I think it was Billy Reinhardt who tweeted uh, talking about how Nurkic and Covington are being made available by Portland. And he was like, that would be an ideal target for the Nets if they really wanted to make a splash to go grab Nurkic because obviously he could do a little bit of everything. He's really like – when you watch him, he's kind of like a great value Nikola Jokic.
0: Can we yeah. like get him under the money, or like can he? Uh, he can go to the. I trade? don't.
2: I don't know his contract or whatever. But
0: I'm gonna search it. But yeah.
2: uh, if we can get if we can get Nurkic, I feel like that would be like huge for this team.
3: I agree. I think uh, next at this next show, we're gonna go really in depth in trades. Um, We're gonna get a guest on here as well that will go in depth in trades with us.
0: He fits but, under the, the exemption. Yeah, yeah but they're, not, they're
2: not. They're not going to dump him for an exemption unless they really just want to clear cap and they really.
0: <clears throat> I'm just far. saying, like in terms of money, the Nets could make it work. I thought he was making like 18. To be honest, he's only making 12.
3: Yeah. Also, I think Covington would be a great fit on the Nets, even if he kind of played that center role that he played on Houston, which you can do when you have Kevin Durant. Also, so
1: they get be the scary.
3: Move.
0: You have to move Claxton in a deal like that 100%, though. Yeah,
2: that deal definitely includes Claxton.
3: I'm
0: sure there's another 100%. way
2: where you could do the Nurkage deal without giving up Claxton. I
0: don't but know. Who's the but, value, then? You have to give, like, one of the rookies. I don't yeah, know if you could do that. that. That would be one of the rookies getting dealt. I'm just saying, imagine a
3: lineup of Kessler, Edwards, Kevin Durant, and Robert Covington. Like, good luck story. Like, so much length. They can switch on everything. Guard it. One through Five. Yeah.
0: Good luck. <laughs> there's, like, there's, like, four nets you can, like, think about potentially leaving, and it's Brown, Claxton, Carter, and Millsap. That's really, I, I, That's all I can see leaving, personally. Yeah, I agree.
2: I mean, I, I could see Blake leaving, too, after after uh, having his role diminished significantly.
0: Well, the season, maybe, but I don't know about this season. I, I don't think about the
2: oh, like- oh, you're talking about, like, this trade
0: deadline. I read deadline, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. so – It'll be interesting.
3: Like I said, we'll dive full into trades on most likely the next episode. We're going to get a guest in here that has some knowledge on it. So I got one more stat before we go into the recaps of the two games, Wizards and Spurs. Um, just some stats on the six games that Kyrie Irving has played versus the 39 games that Kyrie Irving has not played this season. So in six games, and that's pace with Kyrie Irving is 97.27. In 39 games without Kyrie Irving, the Nets pace is 98.5. I found that to be very interesting and surprised. Um, In the six games that he's played, the Nets are averaging 119.7 points per game. In the 39 games without him, they're averaging 110.7, which to no surprise, when you add a player like Kyrie Irving, you expect to score more points. Um, almost 10 is pretty insane but that's how great Kyrie Irving is in the six games with him they're averaging 26.7 assists per game without him they're averaging 25.4 kind of interesting considering everyone says Kyrie Irving does not pass the ball the ball sticks they're averaging more assists with him Um, with him they're averaging 51.5 percent from the field goal percentage without him they're averaging 46.7 which is obviously a huge jump that is almost five percent And with him, they're averaging 89.3 field goal attempts a game. Without him, they're averaging 87.9 field goal attempts. So the numbers with Kyrie Irving are considerably better offensively, and I think we've all seen it with how the Nets have been playing recently.
0: (laughs) Can I give my hot take now? I told you to be in the episode. I wanted to give it. This is relevant. Yeah,
3: let's let's hear it.
0: I think the best combination of the Nets' big three is James Harden and Kyrie Irving. They play the best. (laughs) That's, I'm not, it's no, no, it's Kevin Durant, I just think they complement each other the best of the big three, personally. I
3: mean, you can't argue with the success they've had. They have the best record, they have the best, like, plus minus, so, like, you can't argue. The stats back you up. That's it's what just, I'm saying, man. It sounds funny to say that there's a better duo than something that would be with Kevin Durant, when Kevin Durant's the best player on the planet, but. The numbers certainly back you up,
0: and I'm not gonna argue with you because it's just it's just so it's so clean. I don't know. Like I feel like the worst <laughs> one is Harden and Durant. I don't know why. And then I think the second best one is Harden. I mean is uh, Durant and Kyrie. That's the way I'd rank it. But it just I, it, think, it, I just feel that's my that's my personal take.
2: Yeah, and I I, I definitely I think I'd agree with you because even last year when KD was out and then them two were, were together, they were absolutely killing it, and you're just seeing it again three. Um, what? Happened?
0: They were sixteen and three last year. Like,
2: yeah, they they absolutely killed it together. And they, I think, it's mainly because we live in such a guard dominant era of the NBA right now. It's just like when you have two guards that are as in sync and as great as Kyrie Irving and James Harden, we thought them two would be the issue when we got. When we got Kevin, when we got James Harden, like we thought their two chemistry wouldn't really work out. And they seem to have the best connection of that. Well, Kyrie and KD also are fantastic together. But when you watch the NBA now, when you go, when you rattle through like the top 25 NBA, play, top 25 players currently in the NBA, I'd say probably like, eh, probably like 13 of them are guards. Like you yeah. have probably half of them. Oh, probably a little bit over half of them are guards, and it's just because the explosivity and the ball handling of today's current NBA players. When you're when you're a guard, you're as, as shifty as a Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Steph Curry. Even you're looking at John Moran, all these kids now. It's like it's it makes the most sense as to why teams would have more trouble guarding James Harden than Kyrie Irving together because those are the two of the top four guards in the league to the top 3 like to the top 4 yeah so it may it makes complete sense to me
3: I agree but let's talk Kyrie Irving James Harden um before together the first game was the Wizards against the Nets in Washington obviously some Kyrie Irving is allowed to play um this game was Wednesday night <clears throat> typical Nets fashion they kind of jumped out got hot, they got a bigger lead. And then in the fourth quarter, they let Washington get back into it. I, I had a feeling, I'm sure all Nets fans did, it was going to come down somehow, some way, to a Spencer Dinwiddie shot at the end. And sure enough, the last shot of the game, right at the buzzer, all bounced to Spencer Dinwiddie, chucked it up. Thankfully he missed. <laughs> but um, Kyrie was incredible per usual, 13 to 23, 30 points. Um, he was a plus 13. Patty Mills was 6 to 10, 5 to 7 from 3. 17 was plus 12. Patty Mills has been shooting the ball really well recently. I think that has to be said. He went through that kind of cold spell, and when he doesn't shoot well, the Nets don't have a lot of other three-point shooters around them with Joe Harris out and now Kevin Durant out. So they were struggling offensively. But when he shoots the ball well, the Nets offense looks so much better. Um, I just want to say Kyrie Irving is averaging all these points, scoring all these points, and my man's not even getting to the foul line. Like, the disrespect from the refs, like, he scored 30. He only took two foul shots. Like, that's insane to me. There's not very many players in the NBA that can do that. What's up, Anthony? It really has. Like, in my
0: opinion, sorry. I think he never really has gone to the line. Like, I think his game is just so crafty. He's just one of those players that doesn't need free throws. Yeah,
3: it's absurd. It's crazy. And then you have my boy, Lamarcus Aldridge, who I will say is the most underrated player on the Brooklyn the Nets with 27 points on 11 of 15 from the field. He's actually been the closing center for the Nets these last couple games. Um, obviously, Claxton hasn't been playing but we've seen Dayron's minutes tick down. He only played 16 against the Wizards, but he's been very productive in his limited minutes. What are your guys' takes on this game?
0: Um, I thought that was going to go in, honestly. I thought that Kuzma won. was for sure going in, just because of the way the game's been going lately. They did what he yep. won. I was a little more optimistic, because it was kind of a rush shot, but that would have been such a like terrible way to lose, because I know he would have been hyped to make that shot, as he should be. <laughs> but I was just like, please don't go in. But it was a good game overall, I think. You can't keep choking these leads and let it get down to, like, sh- last shots like that because you're going to burn yourself a few times, which you've seen. But overall, good game.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with what Anthony just said. They they have this really, really bad habit of not being able to put teams away, and it hasn't changed all year. Um, yeah, it came down to that last shot from Spencer Ninguity, which I saw your tweet, Cody. You 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 had to get your little your little slander in.
1: <laughs> it was like he goes,
2: he goes. Oh, I feel like Spencer Dinwiddie is gonna do something, and then he quote tweets himself and goes, "Oh, he did do something. He missed the game winner." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like "You're such an ass." <laughs>
3: Bro, like when I sent out the first tweet, if I do something, I meant like win the game. But like it just worked yeah. out
2: well, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is what I meant, guys." <laughs> I thought, I thought, I thought Spencer was single handedly going to win that game too. I'm like, I've seen this too many times. I'm like he is, I'm like, he's gonna do it.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was just hilarious that it came down to his last second shot after. I, it was just funny, but all Mets fans have seen it before. We all thought it was going in, but overall. Any win the Nets get right now without Kevin Durant is obviously a good win. They just got to stay afloat. They took care of business Wednesday. Went into San Antonio on Friday. um, Dominated the second half. I was going to Spurs by sixteen points. It was close ish in the fourth quarter, and then the Nets kind of took over. I'm one thing I want to say before you guys go. I've been incredibly tough on James Harden all year. I think, obviously, he's still a great player. He's still one of the most important pieces on the Nets, top 15 player in the league. I want to give him a lot of credit because he was just absolutely fantastic against the Spurs. 37 points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds, 13 to 24. So he was efficient from the field. He only turned the ball over three times. This is the James Harden that we've all remembered seeing. And like I said, I've been incredibly Tough on him, criticized him. I think it's fair the criticism I've given him and others, but recently he's been James Harden, and it's been great to see. That's all I have to say. Is thank you, James Harden, for being yourself.
2: Yes, yeah, so the Spurs game actually it went really well overall. I mean, like you said, James Harden, he looked great. He looks like his MVP self. He uh, he threw down a mean dunk on Jakob Pertl, and he uh, he uh, what did he say? after the game, they asked him how it felt, and he goes, "I feel like a rookie again." Well, he was joking, he was like, "Nah,"
3: but <laughs> yeah, he he said he got a swagger back.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, he he said he was he was more aggressive yesterday, and he uh he he was really looking to attack and just see what the defense was giving him. And I wanted to bring up a point about uh, about how you said Kessler Edwards has been guarding the other team's best player. He was on Dejounte Murray all night last night, and he he did a pretty good job. He held Dejounte to under fifty percent shooting. He uh, Dejounte is gonna stop the stat sheet. That's just what he does, but. Desante still had a triple double. He had he, he shot eight for 20, which isn't terrible, but but Kessler did a pretty good job. He uh he got a block, he got three steals. It was everybody looked pretty pretty solid last night. Even Bruce Brown, who had struggled a little bit. He threw down a, a big time dunk on a fast break after a block. Bruce Brown up in, Bruce Brown up in that trade value. What? <laughs> Blake, Blake looked really good yesterday. He took a charge. Blue standard blue collar boy stuff. Bembry made his return yesterday, <laughs> but I want to I want to make a point that every single player on the Nets played except for Javon Carter. So
0: <laughs> that's always a good thing.
2: Yeah, right. That must be the formula <laughs> to keep winning games. Just don't give Javon Carter a single second on the floor. Um, you know, we looked really good yesterday. It was fun to see DeRon Sharp grabbed ten rebounds. It, it was a fun game to watch. It was it was close until until Kyrie – I mean, until James Harden took over the third quarter and then Kyrie took over the fourth. So it was it was a definitely a, a good team win.
0: Yeah, it was a good game, honestly. Like, it was one of those games where, like, it was close, like, the majority of it, but, like, the Nets actually pulled away, which is, like, kind of, like, reversed, I feel like, like the typical game script. So it was nice seeing them kind of just put the game away in the fourth, not really having to sweat it out. Patty Mills and the Marcus Aldridge had their homecoming, which was cool to see, like, their tribute video and everything like that. Kyrie is just insane. I can't believe he's just doing what he's doing right out the gate. Like, I'm not shocked because he's, like, obviously one of the most talented players in the league. But he's just so – it's so effortless out there. Like, his mid-range, like, the way he just gets to the basket. He's, like, the best finisher at the rim of the league, I think. Like, he can hit shots where he's just absolutely smothered. But, yeah, overall it's a great game. I think the Nets, like, are playing pretty well. I do think they need to steal, like, these games that they've, they've won. I think they need to win Sunday, too, against Minnesota because they have a very tough stretch coming up. So I'm glad they're stealing wins now because I don't know how many wins they're going to steal against that gauntlet of, like, Phoenix, Utah. I think they play Golden State. Like, it's a tough, tough stretch. Denver, even though they're kind of hurting, but it's going to be, it's gonna be uh, a tough ride. So I'm glad they're winning these games.
3: Yeah, I just want to talk about one quick thing. It's not really this game, but it's kind of shown in this game is Kyrie Irving and James Harden's relationship. Um, Kyrie Irving in his press conference after the game was asked what led to a strong fourth quarter. And Kyrie said that James yelled at him. He said, Kai, get the fucking ball.
1: <laughs>
3: and Kyrie was like, It was a good yelling though, guys. Like he immediately was like, Oh, like we're not fighting. Like <laughs> and then you saw it, it was going to a timeout. James is about to shoot the ball and Kyrie kind of like fouled him, I would say. And then that led to the hug after that play. Um, so those two, like you love to see him getting along. Well, um, James, James Harden said after the game, was like Kyrie's whatever, like he's super good. Like that's why we need him every game. Steve Nash said that Kyrie Irving was an assassin. So just love to see everyone embracing Kyrie back. I know there was, the talk, most mostly from like bullshit national, uh, yeah, national media outlets, it's like, oh, the Nets aren't going to embrace Kyrie Irving back. Is there going to be any like heated exchanges because of that? He's not playing. All that's been put to rest. The Nets are just glad to
2: have him whenever they can. Yeah, I, I definitely. It's been it's been good to see uh, Kyrie just welcome back so so easily, and like how easily he's gotten back into his groove. And he's just back to dominating in the fourth like he always has. So it's it's so great. It's I'm so happy he's playing again.
3: Yeah, the Nets went from Kevin Durant, who was second in the league in clutch time scoring, lost him, and now they just got Kyrie Irving to fill right in. That's just it's just it's amazing and it's awesome for the Nets to have obviously because a lot of basketball games come down to that end of the game or very few plays, and you have got three of the best to do it in the entire world you're going to win more basketball games than you're going to lose. And the Mets have been proof of that this year. Through all the adversity, they continue to win. So,
1: definitely good.
3: And speaking of good, um, as you guys know, we do our predictions for games every episode. We usually go two or three games. I would just like to say that me and Joe have tied Anthony at 11 wins. Ooh. Um how does that make you feel, Anthony? You
0: guys, you guys are cheating. You guys made me go first three times in a row. <laughs>
3: oh, now he's got an excuse, Joe. Like before, he was good at picking, but now that, <laughs> did, now that we made him pick first, it's like, oh no, I'm not good at picking anymore. I was just winning because of how we were doing it. I well, see you, Anthony.
2: Well, Anthony. Well, Cody. Now you're going to see how it feels to pick first since you've been making him go ahead of you all year.
3: Yeah,
2: I'm going to go. I'm going to go three and zero, and you guys are going to
3: weep over it. Okay. All right, you ready for this? Nets at Timberwolves Sunday, of course. I'm picking a win. Now that I'm going first, I plan on being in first the rest of the year. I can tell you my strategy. I am not picking a loss on an away game for the rest of the season. The Nets don't lose on the road. So a win. And then we got the Lakers on Tuesday in Brooklyn. I don't even know who's on the Lakers anymore. They still have that Westbrook guy. Like, I see him hitting the top of the backboard every game. Like LeBron's promising to be better. Nets. Nets win big behind James Harden and company. And then Wednesday, a back-to-back. Also at home against the Nuggets. It's a make-up game from the COVID stretch. I'm going to pick the Nuggets to win. I don't think the Nets will be fresh after a win against the Lakers on Tuesday. So, recap. Sunday, Nets beat the Timberwolves. Tuesday, Nets beat the Lakers. Wednesday, unfortunately, the Nets lose to the Nuggets. Good luck, guys. You're going to need it.
0: You want to go, Joe? I since I've been going first.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'll go. So, Timberwolves away, obviously, taking a win. Tuesday, Lakers, I will take a loss. Wednesday, against the Nuggets, I will also take a loss. Wow, Joe's feeling down this Saturday morning. What are you okay, buddy? No, we're home uh, for a back to back. We're home for a back to back. It's only going to James Harden. So I'm like, okay. the- I'll, and I'm like, any team with LeBron against a dismantled team, I'll, I'll take them. That's what I'll, um, that's my logic behind it.
3: That's, that's why the Nets got to take Tuesday because I don't think there's any chance in hell they're taking Wednesday.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I feel, James Harden's at least resting one of those games. They're just going to mail it in for that one, at least one of them. So I mean, and I think they'd much rather try to beat the Lakers than they would try to beat the Nuggets. So yeah.
3: So you're going win,
2: loss, loss. Yep. <sighs> Anthony, I feel, your pressure, time.
3: I feel pressure.
0: No pressure.
3: Yeah. <laughs> see, picking last isn't so easy, is it, Anthony?
0: So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go win for the Minnesota game. The back-to-back is where I'm struggling to think which one they're going to win. Um, one of these are on the road would be so much easier. I think I'm going to go <laughs> – I think I'm going to go – Jeez, Cody, who would you take? You took uh, win-loss. I'm going to go win-loss-win. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm
0: going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go win-loss-win. I got this. So we all picked differently. I don't think this has ever happened
2: before. Yeah, no, it definitely hasn't. I don't think all three of us have picked differently before. So the standings are going to look very interesting by the time we record next. <laughs> uh,
3: finally, I'm going to be in first place all alone as it happened this season.
0: As he loses all three games. Yeah,
2: wait until after this weekend. After this, like, stretching, you're in last place again. I cannot.
0: <laughs> well, because I think the, with the Minnesota game, we're all going to be the same. So it's the back-to-back that's really going to change what the standings look like.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like you guys said, it'd be much easier if this back-to-back was on the we road,
2: will, which is crazy. We will have a leader after this.
0: Yeah, we would.
1: Because
2: actually... we, we are all tied for – we don't have any combination where we would be tied after this stretch.
0: We could. I think if, like, it's split, like, the back-to-back.
2: No, because I have two losses. Cody has a win and a loss, and then you have a loss-win in that order. Yeah, yeah, we can't be tied. He won't be tied. We'll have a leader by next episode.
3: I'll be back. Anthony it first. first. Anthony you didn't get much. Anthony didn't get much sleep last night. Joe, let's not uh, attack him too hard. <laughs> 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 My man, I'm surprised you even uh, watched the game last
0: night. <laughs> well, I watched like the whole second half. I was chilling. <laughs> You watched
3: it, or like it was just on, and like I was really watching watch while <laughs>
0: engaging in other activities.
3: <laughs> he was watching a net first game from two years ago on accident. <laughs> he was watching on. No wonder he loves the guy. Was watching classics. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to touch on before we end this episode?
0: Yeah, don't send people death threats about role players. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think the yeah, Nets, Nets like, got to keep weathering the storm without Kevin Durant. Keep winning games. As Joe said, just win.
3: <laughs> yeah, Joe said – Joe even said score more points than the other team when he ratioed me. Like, you people on Twitter are tough.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was but, bad. Um,
2: <laughs> hey, man, I, I don't know what to tell you guys. You keep it simple, the people are great.
3: <laughs> yeah, if you don't keep it simple, you go with Mirza Toledovich as your favorite role player, and that's history. They, don't, hey, it's they a get, get kind of angry. We'll
0: take a bull take I, I stand by it though I won't <laughs> it. i'm gonna
3: make a bull take i think tuesday when the nets are gonna beat the lakers that james harden is going to out triple double lebron james take that for whatever you want to take it as but i don't know what out triple double means i just came to yeah, my head i, so it. I felt i'd say it.
1: <laughs>
0: lebron's <laughs> gonna been gonna crazy lately though lebron's been going off
3: LeBron's james harden is gonna He's going to score more points. He's going to have more rebounds. And he's going to have more assists than LeBron in a triple-double. That's what that triple-double means, Joe. All right.
1: Fair enough. Ratio.
3: Ratio. All right. On that note, we're going to end up. Once, (laughs) Once again, thank you for tuning in to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast with Cody, Anthony, and Joe. As always, please like, comment, subscribe, rate, tweet at us, interact with us. We love it. And as always, let's go Nets. We're due for a tough stretch, but the Nets have dealt with adversity all year and will continue to win basketball games.
0: Nets in three.